DJing the New York City Marathon on the Verrazano Bridge with 53,000 people looking at me, like with the mayor of New York City. Like, it's not a flex. It's just something that I've done, yeah. you know. And I was the first and only DJ to ever DJ on the Verrazano Bridge. Wow. So I was talking to the mayor, like, probably uh, a month and a half ago at um, this charity event for uh, Juneteenth. It was a couple months ago. And... He was like, yo, you the DJ from the... I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, people notice you once you're working and, you know, putting that time in. I, it's not a lot of people can do what I do. For sure. I, I'm not talking about... And music has nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of great DJs that don't have the communicational s- skills or know how to deal with certain situations. I've had situations where I was put in where any logical man would afford somebody. But I understand my value. Welcome to Fast, the podcast that brings you authentic stories and live experience from unique individuals. I'm your host, Kev, and I would like to thank you all for tuning in. Joining me today is Ezekiel Akinyemi, also known as DJ Zeke, the CEO of DJ Zeke Worldwide, a multimedia enterprise that includes professional DJ services, full service production, lighting, photography, photo booth services, and more. He has the skills and the consistency that have afforded him multiple acting, DJ instructing in, and also event creation opportunities. So in this episode, we're going to have a conversation about how to use music, production, and style to amplify the energy of others. So first and foremost, thank you for being here, my guy. How you doing? Man, I'm feeling good, feeling amazing, man. Thanks for having me. No problem. And like, honestly, man, like before we even get to like the needy and greedy, man, like I want to shout out, I want to give you a huge shout out. Like you really held me down back in like your college days with man. the whole stone government. <laughs> Always, man. You know, York is family, man. So I'm just glad to be a part. Yeah. Uh, love the studio, man. And congratulations on the growth, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. And um, how has COVID been for you? I know, you know everybody is going through their own kind of like ups and downs, but. it's It's been amazing, my brother. I mean, in terms of growth as a company, even creating another company with my partner, um, just being able to, uh, the key word is pivot. Mm. I think uh, a lot of people love that word, but I fully <laughs> utilize the pivot. Like yeah. a, you know, um, initially I lost about 70 events in one swoop. Everything, yeah. Everybody canceled. So uh, my partner was like, yo, come by the, by, it wasn't a studio yet. Just come by the apartment. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. So we started uh streaming on Instagram and stuff like that. And I was doing it every day cause I had nothing else to do. So, yeah. um, some of the schools that I work with like Pace university, St. John's, um, university of New Jersey, they saw what I was doing. They said, Hey, can you take over my Instagram? Can you take over the school's Instagram? So mm-hmm. the first school I did was St. John's and I did Pace. And then I was doing, um, over 200 universities nationwide. Wow. That's um, amazing. So just imagine like I have everybody's password, <laughs> but uh, no, nah, but I ain't doing nothing crazy, but it was just amazing. The trust that they had in me and uh, yeah. it was like, oh, Zeke, man, he's good. You know, he's not going to play nothing crazy. And uh, just the relationships that I built 
and learning how to properly do business. The whole time I wasn't properly doing business. I was doing good business, yeah. but I wasn't properly structuring myself to grow. Yeah. And I think that's the key when, when you're starting a new business. I've been in business 22 years, but starting something new like virtual. Yeah, you know, like that's the what's virtual. Up. Yeah, it was so different. I mean, that speaks of character, the, the fact that you were able to adapt so quickly, bro. Oh, like, yeah. that's amazing. Like, when I saw you start, like, started doing those um, shows online, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, oh, yeah. you're doing this shit. Like, oh, snap. Hey, I yeah. think it's, um, I didn't want to end up in my mom's basement. So mm. I just, I was like, I got to figure this out, bro. Like, when you get put against the wall, you figure things out. And those that don't, they end up falling. Yeah, and unfortunately. You, yeah, you find out a lot about a person when they get, you know, when tough times happen, mm-hmm. um, it, it was it was hard, man. I mean, I found myself like in tears, like, "Yo, what the hell am I gonna do, man? Yeah. Like, I don't want to pay for things." And um, I had savings, but I didn't want to tap into it. I was Definitely. like, "Yo, I gotta figure this out," and that's exactly what I did. Yeah. And now I'm more busy than I've ever been. That's so, amazing because I'm doing virtual and in person at the same time, and it's just balancing time. Even before I came here this afternoon, I had a virtual event, yeah. and I was in the Bronx, and now mm-hmm. I'm here. So yeah. like that's what my schedule is. Even sometimes this is supposed to be my down day. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be my down day. But you know, I thought I had one event, and then you know, coming to your podcast, but that middle time had to get filled. <laughs> Um, homegirl reached out to me. Hey, you want to DJ in the Bronx? Mm-hmm. Um, got a little Afrocentric event. I was like, all right, oh, so cool. so, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm out there, man. As long as my car works. <laughs> <laughs> nah, then thank you for sharing that because I didn't know like what was going on, but I still appreciate you for even coming out here oh, in Brooklyn yeah, yeah, and you know yeah. showing love, man. Started in Queens, then it was in the yeah. Bronx, and now we in Brooklyn. Got you everywhere. <laughs> and one day, man, it don't it don't never stop. Yeah, and also, um, so it sounds like you know, um, the pandemic has been very good for you. No, it's, it hasn't been good. It has been amazing. Amazing. All right, I'm gonna correct like, that. The, the, the best I've ever. Um, it's the most money I've ever made. It's mm. um, no, so you happy too? Like you, you recently um, got engaged, right? Yeah, man. Can you speak about that? That was dope, man. Oh man, I, <laughs> I put a lot of work into it, man. Um, I think originally when I when you know men always have their plans and what they want to do, but it never it always fizzles out, right? So <laughs> I was gonna do Times Square because I had a plug to one of the screens, and I was mm-hmm. gonna do Will You Marry Me? And my boy, uh, one of my mentors, he said, Zeke, who you doing this for? You yeah. or her? Mm. So six months after that, after I put together something totally different, I was like, all right, so I know what she likes. She likes this person. She likes Anthony Anderson. She likes um, this person from this TV show. So I reached out to everybody. Um, She's from Detroit. So she likes Smokey Robinson. Reached out to him. Uh Um, Everybody reached out, you know, um, Angela from 90 Day Fiance. Uh I paid her. I paid um, Anthony Anderson, but he gave me my money back. Wow, that's beautiful. He said, yo. That's respect right there. I fuck, yo, yeah, yo, like I, that. Yeah. I got his number in my phone. That's like my, yo, that's my dude. Like, he, I text him, he texts back. I'm like, yo, this dude different. Yeah. Um, it was his birthday. I sent him a care package. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? You yeah, built a relationship yeah. with somebody. I was like, yo, why is he so nice to me? Like, he's a millionaire, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, But he saw something that I guess I didn't see myself. And he was like, yo, man, I'm going to take care of you. And then he called me to chew me out because I didn't... Uh, Hit him up after the engage, right after the engagement to see to tell him how it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was on Good Morning America, and he yeah, uh, peeped that. Yeah, you know, OD. I was <laughs> like, he was like, they was like, yo, what was the craziest thing you ever did? Yo, some kid named Ezekiel told me to help him with his. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, that's a big shout out too. Yeah, yeah. man. So uh, she's a great girl, a great woman. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sometimes, man, you, you had your fun as a youth, so you got to settle down and, and make things happen. We moved in together. Now we're just planning the wedding, which is mad bread and mad time. Yeah. It's a lot, but yeah, but it's, it's still happiness, and I'm really happy for you, man. Like when I saw it, it, it was one of those things, like damn, kind of up, uplifted me, and like yeah. got me thinking, like right, I need to start making moves too, you know. Yeah, so that, you put that battery in my back. <laughs> that ring wasn't cheap. That's all yeah. I'm saying. It wasn't cheap. Was, oh man, but I'm I'm happy that you you're in a space where um you know you also you know you, you be in love, and also you you like you moving up with somebody that you really care about. So I think oh, that's yeah. always beautiful. You know, I mean, the key with any relationship, you got to grow from each other. So you got to it's a lot of push and pull. I mean, you're living with a woman now. So, you know, like (laughs) you got to be very expressive and always like listen and understand. And then being able to communicate is key, man. If you can't communicate, it's never going to work out. So definitely I'm I'm with somebody that we sit down and talk like, hey, this is yo. This is still dirty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, you know, and vice versa. Like if Zeke, why is the trash still here? You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I, I can communicate and not be upset, and we just have a conversation because I'm. I was so accustomed to um, women always yelling, and you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. And then when you find someone that doesn't yell, I'm like, oh, she's like me. Okay, yeah, we can talk this up. out. Mm-hmm. And for I remember the first time we just had a serious conversation without any yelling. I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can get used to this. Oh man, that's beautiful, yeah. man! But thank you for sharing that, man. I, I, just, I, I just had to start off with that because that's the first thing that I already saw on your page, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh shit, yeah, he's doing this thing. So, and sure. I, I love the fact that, like, you know, as as black men, we could be happy because sometimes yeah. we don't really post stuff like that on social media. Nah. So, and I feel like you are very vulnerable with your, like, you know, your, your audience. Like oh, when I, yeah. when I when, like when you post something, I'm like, I feel like I'm there, you know, and I oh, feel yeah, like, yeah. that's why I always love your posts. That's why I'm always like in that shit. I'm like, oh, yeah, you I feel t- me. I need to start <laughs> posting more, man. Just, yeah, you got to, man. Yeah, like, I'm come just, on. So, I think so. when you post that picture, like the whole proposal, you ain't have. A, you, I think you post like two months later. I'm like, bro, come on, you got me waiting for the next yeah, thing. You feel yeah, me? Yeah. So you got to be consistent, yeah, man. But it's all good. Though. I understand you busy. Yo, man. When I tell you, man, it's it was a lot of planning. So uh, Anthony, he did like three and a half minutes of playing the piano, turned around, and then. It was weird because, like, I put regular credits. I rented out a movie theater for the whole day, right? Yeah. Then I had, uh, I had, I talked to the whole staff. Like, they was under the wing. Like, they were <laughs> pretend like it was a, a movie release. Mm-hmm. So we actually saw the credits and everything. So yeah. you no, know, she she had no idea that she we our pictures start coming up on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, since I own uh, a virtual company, I had hidden cameras throughout the joint, and it was streamed to all her friends and family. Wow. So we had it in the back. Oh, they know it's streamed. Wow, oh, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, so I had the whole joint streamed on Zoom, her whole family. and That's fine. Uh, my friends, her friends. Um, and then we had her, some of her friends and my family, my parents, and my younger brother was in there. Mm. Um, everybody else was on Zoom. My other brother was on Zoom. My sister was on Zoom in D.C., my brother in uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. It was cool, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They all got to feel it. And then I had, I went inside. I was like, oh, let me get these tickets. But they had to mic me up. Oh, okay. So Yeah, to get the audio right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's up, man. So That's that's, that's, that's something that you always going to remember. Like, that's, oh, yeah, yeah that, that's that's just fire, man. I salute you. <laughs> like, you- <laughs> Yo, man, I'm different, man. I like, I like to go hard when it yeah. comes to certain things. Actually, everything. Yeah, everything. I, I yeah. everything. Everything you do, you go hard, man. I was about to say that word. Even with the suit company. I just, yeah. I only started that because somebody really pissed me off, man. Like, <laughs> I try to support people and then, you know, they do bad business. I was like, all right, word, I'm going to do this myself. And that's yeah. exactly what I did. Oh, man. Well, be- before we even get to that, let's mm-hmm. get into like, um, 
like what led you to to kind of like dive into like the entertainment um industry? Did you always want to like to become a DJ? No, not at all, man. Okay. I wanted to be an engineer, man. I think that was my main focus. But sometimes you have doors that are open for you and you decide to go in them or you decide to just look past them. So I saw the opportunity and I remember my first ever gig was like a church gig. It was like somebody Sweet 16. No, I'm sorry, Quintinetta, mm. which is Sweet 15 for uh, Spanish folk. Um, so I was doing a whole bunch of those. So I already knew all my Spanish music and went from there to uh, doing all the stuff for my high school. And then for all our stuff in the high school and college, I was doing everything for my uh, university. And then one university led to two, then yeah. led to over 200 universities that I've touched um, across the country and now the world. So it's been, it's been awesome. Like and a then, journey. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, the schools led to, opportunities with different brands. I think the first brand to uh, reach out to me was Red Bull. Oh, wow. Um, Red Bull uh, sponsored me. Yeah, they they (laughs) sponsored me for many years. I was with Red Bull for like 10 years. Um, Then I ended up winning the Red Bull 3-style DJ competition. I I was whooping up on some DJs that are considered (laughs) some of the best in the world. Actually, that's the person that won the world. (laughs) I beat him that same year he won. Mm. So... That's all I gotta say. You ain't gonna name drop nothing. Nah, he was a little he was a little salty from the um the spanking I gave him, but it's weird when you so uh, love. when your idols become your rivals. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. You know, when you look at history. Yeah, he got upset. He was talking trash afterwards. You know, my ears is to the streets. I heard what it was, but mm. I still got the trophy. Yeah, less salt, only sugar. <laughs> <laughs> How does it, like the sponsorship work though? Because you mentioned like you had a sponsorship with Red Bull. Like, how does um, that work? It all depends on the brand. Some brands uh, give you monetary support. Some people just give you product. Mm. Um, so with Red Bull, it was both, man. And oh, money and, and products. So I was getting Red Bulls. I had Red Bull girls just come to my house and drop off uh, product. Uh, and people like cut text me, yo, you got a whole bunch of girls in front of your house dropping off. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll text them. Oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, you you... Let's say certain things that I, I drink all the time. I drink uh, Waukea water, so I reach out to them, so I'm working on that. Mm. Um, God willing, knock on wood. Yeah. I'm trying to get that on the wraps, too, because, you know, I love the water, man. I, I want to support things that I enjoy. I mean, I mean, it was a few companies that reached out to me about, like, certain liquor sponsorships. If I don't drink your liquor, I'm not going to want to push it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't want to push that anyway. Like, if I, even if I do drink, I'm not, it's kids that... Look up to me and stuff, man. I do a lot of, um, you know, peer workshops and speaking engagements. So why would I want to push them to drink? Because if they see me doing it, they want to do it. So I don't even push that. So I was like, yeah, I could push a water. Safe. You know, I I enjoy what I drink a lot of water, man. Um, I mean, honestly, I drink like a case of them joints. And joints ain't cheap, bro, from Hawaii. (laughs) Shout out to Waukea Water. That sponsorship. Yeah. Um, But uh, to... The industry, man, it was so many avenues. It's not just one avenue that leads you to air quotes the industry because the industry is a very finicky place, man. You in and out in a year, you could be in and out in 10 years and um, start your regular life because people just sometimes they jump in the industry, don't like the taste, and they out. Mm. You know, I was at every single event for a long period of time. I used to rock my shirt with my name on it all the time. I think he was down for that generation. Mm. And then I got to a point where I didn't have to. Because everybody knew my name and then my staff wore my shirts. Mm. So that was my main goal is have the world know who I am and then have my staff wear, wear my shirt. So they was like, okay, you you know Zeke. Oh, you're associated with Zeke. Yeah. Um, 
industry is a shady place, man. People mm-hmm. pretend to love you and just use you for the time being and keep it moving, man. So you just have to know how to work, know how to move, and understand what the world is, man. It's shaky. Yeah, so you, you mentioned, like, the industry being um, a shady place, but also I know that the other half is that, you know, you do feel love from it, right? Mm-hmm. So what was the turning point for you in regards to, like, knowing that, hey, like, even though this industry is kind of, like, cutthroat, I still want to kind of, like, put my all into it. I mean, anything I touch, I want to go hard, man. So it don't matter what everybody else is doing. I'm doing my own joint. Um, people always ask, like, yo, you, you don't do clubs? You don't do strip clubs? No. Why? Because people watch me. You know what I'm saying? And not in a vain way. It's just I just know my worth. And I'm worth more than um, DJing in a strip club or doing a club, period. I, you won't never see me in a club. If you see me in a the club, they paid a lot of money for me to be there because <laughs> I do not like those. I, that's not for me. I think my main thing is I love corporate events. I love weddings. I do a lot of weddings. I do a wedding probably twice a week, honestly. I had one yesterday uh, in Philly. Um I get around, bro. <laughs> um, so I was out in Philly yesterday, man, just, you know, turn it up. Don't matter what crowd is it, white, black, Indian, Spanish. It don't matter, man. Like, you put them in front of me, and it's a shelling. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's number vibes. Um, you got you got to love what you do, man. And I don't think DJ DJing wasn't my first love. Entertaining is my first love. Uh, DJing just came with the entertaining part. It was a, a facet. It was a, another door to open. I was like, oh, okay, I can do this. Cool. You put me in front of a microphone. I know what to do. I know how. I know how to make people feel comfortable. I know how to make, uh, you know, people feel vulnerable and open up, opposed to just playing songs. Because yeah. uh, I think sometimes people use DJ as a dismissive word. Oh, you're a DJ. Instead of like, oh, you own your own company. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You, you're a master of the musical craft. Yeah. You understand your, your audience. Yeah. Because I feel like it's the way you carry yourself, too. Mm-hmm. And like, just me as a fan and also yeah. me as, you know, like me having like having the privilege to like watch you work. It's the way you carry yourself and also the fact that you could include everybody and, and kind of create this like inclusive space and play every music. There's like some DJs that I... I seen that they only play one particular music and mm-hmm. knowing that it's other people that's out there, you know? So you, it's been me, many a times where yeah. I saw like, let's say that, uh, Bengalis or Indian or Punjabis. And I was like, nah, let's make a movie, you know, and, <laughs> and had them included and them go out and teach everybody their dance. Mm-hmm. And sometimes this is their first time. Um, people that aren't Indian or Bengali or Punjabi, this is their first time ever seeing that. So you're just exposing them to something different and something new is a, is a beautiful thing. I love it because I don't want to be ever excluded. I'm, I've been excluded my whole life. I, I know I live in an area right now where they don't like black people. I can say that openly. I know. I heard someone say it. Mm. I was like, okay, I'm still going to move the way I do. Before I used to have my head low when I was in certain areas. I Someone stares at me, I stare back. What's going on? I'm, yeah, not, for sure. I'm not fearful of no man except my parents because they beat me. When <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you too much. Yeah. Um, did you ever hit like rock bottom where you felt like, damn, like this industry is doing, it's, it's too much for me where like I can't even wake up and see myself in the mirror? Or, oh, like, yeah, man. I, yeah. Had, I had some issues, man. I can't even speak on it, but 
I was just like, yo, no comment. Leave me alone. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> nah, you gotta be weak with that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. But I'm I'm glad that you was able to kind of get yourself out that hole and yeah. you know be here and to to speak speak on you it. You gotta you gotta hit rock bottom in order to get uh, diamonds. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Like you really have to. Everything's a like you said a teachable moment. Everything is a learning process. So how are you expect to learn or grow if you're not falling? Mm-hmm. You, you in order to uh, to walk, you have to crawl. And when you're crawling and try to stand up, you're going to fall. You're going to fall a bunch of times. You're going to fall a whole bunch of times until you get to a point where you feel comfortable and you're still, you're walking. And then when you're walking, you might start running, but everything is a process. And I think uh, I learned a lot from the learning process, man. Just, I messed up a lot of times and I learned a lot fast. I'm glad I didn't make those mistakes in this generation because they would crush me. Yeah, they got, you know, they, what's it called? Cancel. They, cancel. That's what they're saying now. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just blessed that um, I was fortunate enough, enough to uh, to learn from my mistakes early and mm. grow. How you feel about fast. that, though? Like the, the cancel, cancel culture? Yeah. I, I think it's very dismissive. Yeah. But I don't want to get canceled, so I can't speak. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> they would quit. They would cancel you quick. Get a DM from, uh, from back in the day and like, yo, look what he said. He don't like these people. I was mm-hmm. like, I love everybody. So I don't, <laughs> you know, so yeah. I just, I stay away from the politics aspect of it, man. So for sure, I, I'd rather make my millions in quiet than be loud and poor. Yep. Yep. Uh, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as venues, like what is your, fa- your favorite venue to like to be at? Um, and, um, and also I know it's different for you because sometimes you, like you say, you mentioned you do, you do wedding. So it could, it could be to that aspect too. Oh, uh, Maybe um, Cipriani's um, is real nice. I like Cipriani's. Uh, it's on 42nd Street and uh, 2nd Avenue. It's huge. So it used to be an old uh, bank. So normally, um, I remember the first time I was in there with uh, PWC, PricewaterhouseCooper. I was there uh, doing their holiday party, uh, 3,000 people. Movie is not, I was shelling that place. So mm-hmm. the VP of... PWC, he was like, man, this is why we pay you so much money. <laughs> I was like, you damn right. <laughs> and I was just there recently for a wedding. Um, yo, they spent like 350K on a wedding. Wow. That was beautiful. It was beautiful, but I was like, I would never. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm trying to get a house. Yeah, yeah. Get, reinvest your money into the property, man. Black man. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm different. A lot of people waste money on jewelry and cars and stuff. I got a Toyota that works fine. Yeah, take you it takes you to like where you need to go. No, it's a nice car, man. Yeah. I know it's a Highlander, but but I uh, rather spend money not on things that de- depreciate so fast. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to like the atmosphere, right? Like, what is it like when you provide that that music production? Because also, it's not just music. Sometimes it's photography, right? Oh, we we bring everything, man. So. Sound lighting. Um, I went from going to a room and only providing myself to providing sound, then providing lighting, up lighting, photo booths, uh, MCs. I realized that if I bring more components to a room for an entertainment purposes, I'm I can now make more money. So I started like producing weddings too, not even DJing, just producing. I got a wedding on the ninth and the eleventh that I'm producing, and I don't have to be there. Wow. So that's amazing. So just making money while you sleep, it was the focus for me for many years. So like about seven years ago, I told myself, Hey, 
if I can't make money while I'm sleeping, I have to. Yeah, start. for sure. Yeah, for so sure. that's exactly what I started to do was figuring out different ways to um, make make dollars while I'm sleeping. So that means rentals or production or even facilitating. Facilitating mm-hmm. is the key, man. Yeah. And what is like having a team though? Like entering those spaces because you you must you have to trust them in some capacity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, everybody goes through a little hazing process <laughs> with me because if you're not, if I can't trust you, then I can't be around you. Yeah. So you know, I I have to understand that if I leave a hundred dollars there, it's still going to be there because that trust is there. Once you break the trust with me, it's over. I I'm sorry, I can't. Um, I'm a forgiving man. I'm going to forgive you because it's the Christ-like thing to do. But I won't have you around me. So I'm gonna forgive you. Doesn't mean I'm going to get uh, hemmed up again. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to get uh, in that same situation because I know once you do it once, you're going to do it again. So i just rather not. That happened to me recently. Uh, Trusted somebody, uh, gave him some bread, um, you know, to to bur- purchase something overseas for me. He disappeared with my bread. Wow. I, I've known this dude. I was like, yo, I just, it was it was a learning process for me. Yeah. Trust is a very loose thing. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, someone could take advantage of that, even though I know him for 20 years. I was like, yo, bro, if you need money, you just ask. Just ask, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm the type of dude, man, like, you need something cool, I got you. Yeah. Sometimes you don't even have to ask. Yo, it's been <laughs> tons of times I've seen people struggle, and I'm like, yo, here. Mm-hmm. Yo, how did you know? Bro, I just know. Yeah. You have the power of discernment. You know when things are awry, if someone's not in a good situation. It's been it's been tons of people uh, that that I've helped along the way. No need to name names, but you you take care of people because you understand the situation. Yeah. You understand the role. You you know what you need to do to make sure that their life's a little easier. And if you're able to, do it. Some yeah. people just about self, and I'm far from that because how I was raised. My parents are very giving people, so I give everything I got if I have to. Yeah, for sure. So um, it seemed as though that you know certain things like that kind of like yeah. you have to learn from it. And you, you were able to, and I think you did mention like the clothing brand too, you having to, I'm not sure it was a friend or somebody who kind of like told you that you couldn't do it. Can you, can you speak about that? Um, so it's a whole bunch yeah, of, cause I feel like it right now. <laughs> so I, so the first reason, um, there was a company, a black owned company that was making me suits early, man, like probably 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then they got too big for their britches, man. So they um, they were supposed to make me a suit for my birthday. They flaked on me, and that that kind of destroyed me. I was like, yo, man, how you do this to me, bro? Like, you try to charge me, like, 4K for a, uh, a suit. That's absurd, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, you're still in college. Like, why would you do that to me? Like, I'm supporting you. I'm watching you how you doing all of this. Because I'm going, I'm going to the fabric shops. I'm going to the seamstress. You're not making anything. Yeah, for you're sure. just pointing, facilitating, like I said before. I was like, "Yo, bro, how you charging me that? You only doing, you only get um, this done for like four hundred dollars, and but you want to charge me four grand? What are you doing in this process?" Mm-hmm. And like, they just switched up the prices on me to kind of rub me the wrong way. So I just I found another black owned business, and I'll try to support them. They was dealing with China, you know what I'm saying? And then with he's dealing with China, if you're not making it yourself. I had to wait three months. The measurements was wrong. I had to wait another three months, give him another chance. Another three months. Till this day, measurements are still wrong. So I just, uh, after that, I said, I'm done. I kept it moving. Um, sure. I was like, all right. So I just looked on, you know, I went to fashion district, started asking a lot of questions, met, met a lot of people, 
built a lot of good relationships to the point when I go to the fashion store, they don't even follow me around the store. They hand me the scissors so I can cut it myself. Um, let's say something costs $60 per yard. I get it for $10 Whoa. at cost because they mess with me so much. So, you know what I do? If there's a holiday, like a religious holiday, I come with gifts and stuff like that to drop off to them only because it's based on relationships. You build relationships. You don't take advantage of people. And those those relationships, they love you, man. It's not just like, okay, here's a dude that spending money again. Nah, I'm more than just a number to them. I'm like, yo, that's Zeke. Yeah, that's what's up, man. I'm glad that you was able to kind of get in in that in that um, industry because suit is 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 something that is it it speaks like class, elegance. Oh yeah, I've been wearing suits since I was a kid. (laughs) Man, I remember um, asking, telling my mom, "Am I handsome?" Yes, you are. You are very handsome. You know what I'm saying? I remember that. I remember the suit I was wearing too, man. I Uh, I actually got to make another one just like that. Just you know the comparison, but yeah, to see. Yeah, man, I t- I've been doing suits for, or wearing suits for a very long time, but it's a difference between wearing suits and know, knowing how to wear a suit. Yeah, for sure. Because I see a lot of baggy suits that be draped on the floor. Yeah. Hand-me-down suits, but you can you can rock any suit, but as long as you get it tailored, man, to you. Yeah. So I, I look at my closet, man, I went during the pandemic, I probably had like, 40 suits now i got like 250 wow. suits wow yeah you know what i'm saying i got accessories i can i can switch up a suit like the top different top with a different bottom like yeah share the name of your your, your um, clothing brand yeah. Olu, Oluwashe, which is uh, my middle name it means god made this mm, so like that's dope in in nigerian culture your name is powerful so your name means something has to mean something so my first name is ezekiel um and it means gift from God. Mm. So my middle name is uh, God made this, which is Oluwashe, which is a Yoruba name. And my last name means fated to be a warrior, which wow. uh, my little brother uses. He's a he's a rapper. And <laughs> he actually lives in Brooklyn now. Um, but he got really big, man. I saw him on TV. I saw his commercial. He had a commercial with Citibank. That, That's dope. Yeah. So he out of here, bro. Like, yeah. He's on, he's on his, his, his joint, man. He's working hard and he's knowing how to invest his money properly and i'm like man mm-hmm. it's it's cool to watch the whole fam come up you know my sister's work works for the state of i'm sorry federal so mm-hmm. she's in dc doing her thing state department shout out to y'all yeah and i'm pretty sure that they, they, they're looking at you and saying like okay my, my older brother is doing this oh, and yeah. you know so it's in our bloodline man yeah. we, we all work man we don't stop until yeah. the job is done so it's like we have no choice. We 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 made a joke. It's like, yo, we're acting yummy, so we have to. <laughs> oh, like, no, yeah, no, nothing yeah. can stop us, man. I, and I truly believe that, man. When fated to be a warrior is your last name, like no one can stop you. Yeah, you're creating a legacy too. And yeah. I like the fact that also I didn't mention this earlier, but your suits. Um, I feel like it takes a lot of guts and to also be bold to kind of like pick the colors that you pick because you pick yeah. a lot of bright colors. And I feel like it's, it's very hard for, especially like man of color to kind of wear those colors and stand out. Oh, a yeah. lot of guys from my experience, they use like, they like the dark color, like like the I used navy. To be like that. Yeah, you I know, like they play it safe. Play it safe. I used to play super safe. So it's like black. Yeah, yeah. Um, the grays and blues. And mm-hmm. then one day I stepped out of my shell. I mean, I had an orange suit mm-hmm. that I made out of neoprene and. The looks, oh my God, you look amazing. Yo, yeah. so I know what I'm doing now because I know how to dress. <laughs> so I all I, you know, be honest, I be looking better than the groom sometimes. So, you know, <laughs> I be coming to kill, man, because yeah. that's your own promotion when someone looks at your suit. Yo, who made that? 
Yeah, I did. For and sure. that's a conversation starter. So that's why I don't need um, models to model my suit. It's cool. I had a few people um, try some pieces, um, but I don't need it. Mm-hmm. I'm my own spoke person. I, I you know, deal myself. Mm-hmm. And I know you mentioned like being a warrior, right? Um, but as a warrior, do you feel like at times you question your your ability to produce and to like to be at your peak at all times? It's it's hard, man. You need rest. Mm-hmm. And um, right now I'm managing four companies outside of my own. So how much time can you allocate? Because you need some mental rest, you need um, relationship um, time. So it's it's hard to allocate all of that time to multiple things without going crazy. So sometimes you got to take a little break, man. Sometimes you got to take some days off. I mean, it's hard for me because when you're managing so much, something's going to slip, you know? So you got to like definitely figure out what is more important for you. Mm. So I'm, I'm thinking like, Hey, okay, I got to stop doing this because I want to focus on this. So if, if in person or like my speaking engagements were taking away from my virtual, I got to stop those because virtual is what paying me right now. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah, that's sure. the company I'm trying to build up because that's a million dollar idea that has made us a lot of money. So mm. um, just the practice of getting up early in the morning don't sleep, trying not to sleep late. It happens, but trying not to sleep late, drink a lot of water, focus mm. on like positive thoughts and, and get the job done. So you don't have to wake up in the morning with a whole bunch of stuff to do. Yeah, for sure. But I know like, like being in the industry, like, like, like you said, like sometimes you be in Philadelphia or you be in New Jersey or whatever. Like, how do you create a sense of routine? Cause like for me, I need a routine for me to like, to manage you feel me. Like, I can't imagine like having to like have a shoot or, or, or be at a venue at two o'clock PM and then tomorrow I have to leave the States. Like yeah. that's kind of crazy. Yeah. I just, um, <laughs> I mean, I just, I'm thankful for my calendar, man. I just keep myself <laughs> organized. And then I have um, different apps that remind me or like when I'm home, I tell Alexa to um, set a reminder and stuff like that. So, if you know your schedule, you're going to be home, then you can tell Alexa. If not, then set a reminder on your phone. Also, look at your calendar. I look at my calendar like every two seconds of what I need to do, mm-hmm. um, what calls I need to make. And I, I have a lot of organization um, uh, that I use to like uh, I use this one program called Pipe Drive. So I know when to call a client because um, sometimes at one time I have 200 clients that I'm dealing with at one time for the uh let's say the next two months. Mm. So if I have 200 clients that I'm dealing with, I need to be able to know when to call them, set a reminder, um, see if they owe me money, um, put in the notes, okay, hey, they gave me a deposit. How much is the balance? You know what I'm saying? So it keeps me on my P's and Q's when it comes to uh, producing a good show. Yeah, for sure. Okay, that's what's up. And then like... um. Well, I was going to say, um, like being at the top of your game, right, or like kind of game dig, because I feel like you always growing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. How do you stay focused, like mentally, though? Because like what you spoke about this now was more like how you kind of maintain yourself in order to, you know, to give that, that um, what's it called, like that, that exit customer service and being there for your clients. But how do you keep yourself um, hungry and also creative? Because in certain spaces, you have to do something different, you know? So like, where do you get yourself a, uh, like get yourself a uh, uh, inspiration from? Um, I remember speaking at 
um, what school was this? Uh, University of District of Columbia. And I said this one thing, and I didn't realize how big of an impact it had on the, on the audience and the students. I said, my parents came with nothing, so I'm leaving with everything. So that's all I need. I know how much time and effort uh, my parents put into this game. They, to achieve, they got a house, um, they got four kids that they, you know, they're very proud of. So I know exactly how much effort and time all of this takes. So I'm just really just focused on what my future looks like. You know, I, I love the love that my parents have for each other. I love what, how much effort they put into us. It wasn't easy, man. I mean, I wasn't a hard head or nothing like that, but it's because they put the time in. I could have been, I lost a lot of friends in my time. I lost a lot of kids that I, you know, that I care about and, you know, they lost their life, even gun violence or drugs or a lot of that stuff. But I, I was never really affected mainly because my parents sheltered me. So I, mm-hmm. that my motivation is, you know, what they went through and how they moved. So I, I just, I'm a reflection of my, what my parents did for me. That's beautiful. So, and I, I'm, I'm glad the fact that, cause you know, you are grown. So mm-hmm. the, the fact that you still kind of like, Go back to your parents as like as a source of um, support and also as as um, you know like kind of like this navigating life. That's beautiful because sometimes people your age don't have that connection with their parents. They kind of have to just go with the flow. Or what like, you mean my age? I'm young. <laughs> 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 now, nah, but still, it's like yeah. like what I'm trying to say is that like it's, it's great to like for you to have that 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 kind of like relationship with your, with your parents, man, and to also feel for their energy because that's what you essentially are doing. So that's that's dope, man. And to create that foundation, oh, like yeah, we, like man. we like like when we talk about legacy, man, I think you're doing it all right now, and that that's dope. And that's why I really want you on my podcast, man, because I know that I have to get you now before you 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 out of reach for me. You feel to, me? To the moon, <laughs> for to the real. Moon, like, like my Dogecoin uh, crypto. Make sure you get your cryptocurrency because I I'm up and it's stuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, man, I'm excited about life, man. Um, yeah, for sure. I'm excited about a lot of things, man. Just save, saving, man. Black folk, save. Yeah. Save your money, man. Them Jordans can wait. You don't need them joints. Um, I know you're trying to look fly and all that, but come on. How many sneakers do you really need? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What are the, the, the challenges that you are facing right now? It don't have to be nothing crazy, but do you feel like you're facing any challenges right now? That you- in, in what aspect? Cause um, I, everything, life, like just life. I mean, um, you get you music. get challenges all, all day, mm-hmm. man. You get um growing pains. I call them, man. If you mm-hmm. if you don't have a challenge, <laughs> if you don't have some growing pains, man, you're not doing the right thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, I I've I've hurdles all day, man. I just a life balance. I think that's where I struggle the most is For work sure. and life balance because you sure. have to be able to see your family, enjoy time, and I think I focus a lot on just work. And I need to like step back a little bit and just enjoy the flowers. I don't, I never enjoy the flowers. Um, I've done a lot, man. I've done toured the world a million times. I've been on stage with a bunch of artists. I mean, I toured with Gashi, who's like a million followers now and a bunch of credibilities. I've, I've done all that, man. That's why I was able to step away from all of that, man. I, I didn't need it anymore. Yeah. You know, that's a young man's sport. So, 
I enjoy all these, you know, I'm so proud of everybody, man. I worked with Gashi. I worked with Anit Khan. I worked with um, D King. I mean, I've, I've toured with MMG. Like I've, I've been on stages with everybody. Wow. So. And you were humble too. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I, I like to look at the future instead of the past. I did all those things. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? I, I got a million pictures and a million drops of artists from Snoop Dogg to Nicki to Cardi, Nas. I mean, I toured with him too, man. I was out yeah. in Trinidad, man. I got that experience to like have breakfast with Nas. That's I've never, fire. I've never had told that story, man. I sat down yeah. and had breakfast with Nas. I talked to Nas. I was like, yo. Then I got to work with him again on a show called The Get Down, man. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I'm mad they closed that. They, they shut down real early, that production. I, I mean, it was we, fire. We didn't have the money, man. We yeah. spent like $40 million and then um, we were supposed to spend $40 million, but we ended up spending 120 So that's another story. Mm. That's the reason Netflix is like karate chop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was but, only one season, right? Uh, yeah, two two uh, two parts, one season. Yeah. Um, it was reason, real good. Yeah, it, it became a cartoon because we didn't have the the uh, the uh, we didn't have the money yeah. the second second season so a lot of it became cartoon I was like yo we done because we had like a and a wrap up party um, and I remember Nas was there and but I, honestly I didn't even know Nas was in it until like the very end I was like Nas is in it what the hell are you talking about I didn't mm -hmm. see Nas not once because I'm in the creative room yeah, 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 so yeah. I'm training all the actors I'm there with Grandmaster Flash wow. uh, and I'm on the turntables training like all of like Shamik Moore. I just did his birthday party on a boat. Yeah. Like you I build those relationships, you know That's what I'm saying? Fine. Yeah. Um, I'm over there, I was like, yo, everybody's on here. Like every every successful black folk is there and I'm DJing on the boat, like, yo, this is mine. Yeah. yeah, that's um, crazy. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then um uh Wu Tang was on the boat. I was mm -hmm. like, bro, this is yeah. OD. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like the I feel like um what you, what you did that was so well too was um uh, the networking piece, but also not sticking to that that typical like stereotype of what a DJ supposed to be. No, I'm, so, I'm so past that. Yeah, like, like you created like, a whole different like a different feeling, man. Yeah. Because when you tell something, hey, I'm a DJ, I I don't even say that no more. I'm yeah, like, yeah, Yo, for sure. I own a company. Yeah. What does your company do? Oh, we do sound lighting, DJing, we do virtual, photo, but whatever you need, we could do. Yeah. So it's a more of a production instead of a person. A person, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was, uh, I remember in uh, college, up until like probably sophomore year, maybe freshman year, I was running dolo by myself, doing everything myself, setting up by myself. Mm -hmm. And the people that hired me were still trying to have conversations and I couldn't because I was setting up. Setting I was up. sweating. And once I realized help, oh man, changed my life. I don't even want to pick up a speaker no more. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, for what? I hire yeah. a team, they come, they do their thing. I tell them where everything, I point, hey, this goes away, this goes over here. I look at it. I don't like how it looks. Switch it up. I need you to change this. This is what you're supposed to do when you own a business. You're able to make more money because you have more time. Yeah, and then real. that time is now utilized um, to build your business, your brand. And uh, so you can't do everything. I can't have a million projects open and expect to, to cater to everything, man. Yeah, so, for sure. So I'm just glad I have help. Shout out to everybody that's been part of the, my team and my growth. It's a lot of people that 
been with me what five six years some people been with me six seven years i mean i paid their salary i mean some people that work with me get like 60k to be wow, honest that's what's up yeah we pay and they don't them. run away <laughs> yeah, i mean it, it's, it's, it's grow yeah yeah it's, it's grow, man i don't want nobody with me too long man because yeah. that means you're not growing for sure so, we, i had a lot of people that grew um Stop growing and try to come back. I was like, nah, man, nah. you had your opportunity. Like, it's it's more like, for me, I never wanted it to be a, a mentorship, but that's exactly what it is when people come to me, man. Yeah, so that's what's up. They learn and they, they grow. So I had a lot of people that wanted to be DJs when they started, and now they're full-blown photographers. I gave them their first camera. Wow. I gave some DJs their first DJ set. You know what I'm saying? That's I just dope. gave it to them. I never charged them. I just gave it to them because if I wasn't using it, take it. yeah. yeah. That's dope, man. And I know that you, you touched a lot of people's lives, including mine, right? And it don't have to be music-based. Like For me, it was more like leadership, the way you handle yourself in front of a lot, um, a lot of people. Not just like when it came to like, for me, it came to like budgeting, like this, you and me had that conversation. Yeah. Also, when the, the main event, when the pressure is high, you was there. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I need to have that same type of energy while I'm in certain spaces as a social worker. So yeah. even though, you know, we had different... um career path i still took something i took i took a piece of um you know from you you feel me so i just want to share that with you man i appreciate i'm you know the thing is <laughs> on the low you're always nervous man for and real. i think you that's a good thing being nervous is uh a great thing sometimes if you're not nervous you're not going to know how important something is so i i normally get nervous man i remember the first time i had to host a saint john's basketball game i was nervous mm -hmm. uh you know i was shaking in my boots even in front of 40,000 people or DJing the New York City Marathon on the Verrazano Bridge with 53,000 people looking at me, like with the mayor of New York City. Like, it's not a flex. It's just something that I've done, yeah. you know, and I was the first and only DJ to ever DJ on the Verrazano Bridge. Wow. So I was talking to the mayor like probably a month and a half ago at um, this charity event for uh, Juneteenth. It was a couple months ago. And... He was like, yo, you the DJ from the... I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, people notice you once you're working and, you know, putting that time in. I, it's not a lot of people can do what I do. For sure. Not, I'm not talking about... And music has nothing to do with this. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of great DJs that don't have the communicational skills or know how to deal with certain situations. I've had situations where I was put in where any logical man would afford somebody. Uh, but I understand my value. Mm -hmm. Had somebody spit in my face and I knew I couldn't do anything because of where I was at. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So I had I had my staff look at me like, tell me, yo, you different. <laughs> because, because they would have handled it differently. <laughs> but I understand the value of my skin. Yeah. I, I understand my, my skin color doesn't uh, allow me to do certain things. <laughs> and if I would have handled it the way I wanted it to, I wouldn't be in the position that I am now. So, so you know, you, you learn you learn things, man. You you learn to not tolerate things. You just gotta let things roll off your shoulder. Like if I if <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So it's um, I, I'm I'm glad, man. I, I wouldn't change not one thing, man. I I never look at the. My past, like, yo, man, I should have changed that. Should Nah, man, I just, I focus on the future. And if I want to do something, I do it. I told myself, hey, if 
I said, I'm going to start a suit company. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I did that. Sure. And then now I got people, I'm doing a bunch of ads. I'm, I've been spending a whole bunch of money on a, like ads right now for some reason. I don't know. I was like, eh, I could do it. Yeah. Let's do it. So I'm spending, you know, you're going to see a lot of commercials online because I'm, I'm just going to put, I'm pumping money into it. <coughs> Excuse me. But yeah, man. That's, yeah, for sure, man. And um, my last question for you is, um, it's pretty much like, what does community mean to you? Because I know that you be in the different spaces, but um, you know, what does it mean to you? Community is everything, man. You can't do anything without your community. That's why I always give back. Yeah. Like, I have a lot of senators and Congress people reach out to me. Hey, we got a community project. We don't have money, but can you help? Yeah, of course, man. Sure. I mean, anything for the kids, man. So I, I do it. It's not, you got to think it's more than just money when it comes to you. You have to, you've been given a lot, so you have to give back a lot. It's, it's a balance because if you're always taking, there's going to be a piece of you that's going to be taken out. Mm. So I, I always give uh, way more than what I receive because I know eventually it's going to be given back. That's, I, yo, I, just, I, <laughs> I never speak on like the stuff that I do because I don't have to. Yeah, I think sure. someone will speak for you um, the blessings that you've been in someone's life. So I was, you know, I, I always think to myself, okay. I'm doing this because I know they need it and I can help. So I've, it's not just monetary. It's just like being there. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like if I remember my, my uh, I don't know if I'm able to share it. One of my boys lost his job and he had to get back home. I went to go pick him up. I took, I stopped everything I was doing, took him home, bought him food and just sat there to listen to him. That's yeah. what sometimes you have to do. You got to listen. You don't have to talk. And he brings it up every, every single time. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I remember when you just sat down, didn't say nothing. You were just there. Yeah. Your presence is everything in this world, man. And I think a lot of people are detached because we have devices that are, were meant to bring us together that separate us. Mm. People rather be in their phones than actually communicate. I, I miss the times when... I used to talk on the phone for 10 hours and get in trouble because mm -hmm. that's when phones lasted 10 hours. You can't, you <laughs> yeah. can't even get a good hour out these, uh, these phones. But, but I remember those and I, I miss those days, man. I miss the communication and that's why it's so big in my life and that's why I appreciate it so much. Having those times to communicate with people, man. Sit down and just chop it up. I was talking to somebody today, man. It's weird how you can affect somebody. Um, I uh, went to this... This event, black um, African centric event today, and you know I was just chopping up with the dude in the front. Um, he was selling uh, it was like a hand sanitizer that lasts for four hours. I was like, oh, that's cool, man. I was like, is this black owned? He was like, yeah. I was like, you don't have to tell me anything else. How much is it? Mm -hmm. It was like fifty bucks or something for the uh, two month supply. I was like, yeah, whatever, bro. I don't care how much it is. I'm supporting you. Yeah, he was sure. like, yo. People don't do that. I was like, I know. That's mm -hmm. why I'm doing it. That's how. I, if if it's black owned, I'm supporting it. And if you know, I'm not going to support everything that's black owned. If I can't use it, I'm not. I'm not yeah, going to buy sure. it. But I was like, oh, that's cool. That's a cool concept, man. How can I support you? I didn't see anybody buying it, so I bought it. I was like, what else can I buy? Okay, cool. Put it in the bag. Gave him my card and kept it moving. That's nice. I just for me, it's like 
you can't say you're supporting somebody without a financial backing to it. Yeah, for sure. So, oh yeah, I want to support you. You want to support me by coming to this event for free? No, uh, that's not support. Yeah, yeah. That is freeloading. Mm. And um, I've encountered that. I, I found out that uh, a lot of people tend to feel entitled to your success. Yes, mm-hmm. because they know you. No, you weren't there. As the the great Rick Ross said, you weren't with me shooting in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, I, I don't expect anybody to go through the trials and tribulations that I went through, but don't expect the fruits of my labor. Yeah. You know, I've built, I've planted those seeds. I watered those seeds and I watched it grow. Mm-hmm. And now that it's a big tree, you trying to climb the tree to get some <laughs> of this fruit. No, sir. Nah, don't work that way, player. Yeah. Lastly, what is one piece of advice that you would like to give to the audience out there that's tuning in right now? Any words of encouragement or something that you feel like they, they need to hear at this point in time? This life is short. Take advantage of it. Make sure that you do everything that you want to do. Don't wait until tomorrow because tomorrow sometime won't be there. So if you want to do it, do it today. Reach out to somebody um, that you haven't talked to in a long time or if you had an idea Make that thing grow. Invest. Reach out to people. Make it happen because it's feasible because you thought it. Everything is possible. It's just how big is your imagination. So don't be afraid to think outside of the box or create your own box or take yourself completely out of the box and create something totally different that blows people's minds. I don't believe in what everybody else is doing. I could care less. Be exactly what you want to be, when you want to be it, and how you want to be it. It's up to you. Your adventure is yours alone. Your dreams are yours alone because at the end of the day, you were born by yourself and you will die by yourself. So live to your full potential. Don't let anyone stop your dreams because you drive your car. No one else can. Uh, love that. And if someone wants to get in contact with you, what's the best way for them to do so? Hit my lawyer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Yo, it's weird. I met my lawyer for the first time at a wedding I was DJing at New York City Museum last week. Because I've never physically seen him. I've only talked to him <laughs> on the phone because it was like a plug that hooked it up. Uh-huh. And he was like, I'm your lawyer. I was like, oh, snap. Oh. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's crazy. So, um, yeah, just say, you can uh, DJZeke.com, uh, Instagram, it's DJZeke1, Twitter's at DJZeke. Um, Christian Mingle, it's on, I'm just kidding, I'm not on that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, mainly my website, I like to funnel everything through the website. Uh, I have a lot of hidden things on the website. If you spend some time on the website, you'll find different chapters that only appear if you're on it for a certain period of time. And you, if you're in a certain section where your cursor, it'll appear. I don't even tell people. They just mm-hmm. be finding some, yo, I found a hidden page on your website. Yes, there's several hidden pages. That's I, I paid uh, my friends overseas a lot of bread to make this kind of look fire. So mm, That's what's up. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And thank you for the stopping by and blessing me with your present, yeah, man. Like, man. This was I dope, mean, man. I haven't spoken to you like in... A long time, yeah, man. You, yeah. Last time you talked to me, I was light skinned, man. I caught a little tan. <laughs> Stop <now. it. laughs> All right, man. I appreciate you. Thank you again. Nah, no doubt, man. Bless. 
Before we go, show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving us a review. Remember, you can connect and follow us on our social media pages to stay informed. Links will be provided in the episode notes. Thank you for tuning in. Remember this. This is the only podcast that speak facts.